This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tom, you sound giddy. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because of what we talked about beforehand. How are you doing this week, Tim? Tom, uh, I'm giddy. Yeah? Yeah. New uh, Billy Joel song, but we can talk oh, about that yeah. later. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that later. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you have other important things to talk about first. Uh, well, see, now you put me in an awkward place. <laughs> Why? Because you told me, like, you can mention your new show up top right away this time. Because yeah. last time it took 10 minutes to get to it. I'll mention my new show up top right away. New podcast. New podcast. Uh, Want to hear something weird. It's on podcasts. On podcast apps. Go download it. Go check it out. Go listen to it's it. It's great. I download it. I listen to it. And I got nothing to do with it. Yeah. It wasn't asked. It wasn't at and And look, Tim spent the the uh, $100 to subscribe and download. No, it's completely free. It's free? A yeah. free podcast? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Want to hear something weird? Check it out. Now on to the show. Tim, I wanted to uh, ask you if you've noticed this thing walking around. You do a lot of walking around? I do a lot of walking around. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing is just going out and walking. Yeah. Around. Well, I I mean it's nice because uh, it got uh, warm again in the city today. Yeah. And it and it had been like super cold. We had a, what, what a cold Arc- snap. Arctic blasts or yeah. something. Tom, guess what? What? You know what I learned? I always hated the cold. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, enough of this. You know what? <laughs> what? Long no, johns. No, you like it? Oh, long johns. If okay. you put on long johns, mm-hmm. you go outside. Sometimes your face gets cold. Sure. Yeah. But the rest of you, you cover it up. You, appropriate clothing. My God, I was always like, oh, man, like, how does anybody mm-hmm. do it? Turns out my legs were just like not insulated. Yeah, enough. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's your legs that get cold that you don't really think about because mm. guys like me and you, we just wear jeans all the time. Yeah, a couple of jeans, boys. Yeah. So, a, a, a couple of denim dudes. Yeah, dungaree dudes. I could <laughs> I took dudes before you could get to it. Damn it. Uh but yeah, you know, you're walking around and and you don't think about how it's like, well, that's just like a little thin layer. I've got I've got, you know, a, an undershirt and an overshirt and a vest and a jacket. Yeah, you wear a lot of vests. Yeah, I've got th- three vests on. Um sequined. Yeah. All different colors sequined, sequined, unsequined, yeah. something for every occasion. But you do all that bundling up, and then you go like, "All right," and uh, for downstairs, the same jeans I'll comfortably wear in the summer. Yep. Yeah, long johns, Tom. You can walk outside in the cold. Uh, well, don't like don't wear nothing. them when it's warm, though. Yeah, you get too hot. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I went for like a like a long walk the other day when it was cold out, and uh, my butt was so cold when I came back. Hmm. 
and yeah, that, that was why. I don't know. Cold, I, it was like, cushy, right? Well, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, you know, I came home already cold. My butt's cold. <laughs> yeah. And I put it in the oven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Button the oven. Caught on fire. It was a whole thing. Ouch. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure you've seen walking around New York City a lot of uh uh illegal uh weed dispensaries. Yeah. You're All way over. you're way more plugged into this than I am. Maybe there are just more in my neighborhood than yeah, your I neighborhood. Cl- I live in a classy part of town, Tom. <laughs> um, just a ton of these places, and a lot of them are like bodegas, you know, that that are taking advantage of like the lax enforcement right now, yeah. and and just being like, hey, why don't we sell all the same stuff as a bodega, but also like change our name to like uh, Mister Pot, <laughs> Mister Pot, wow, Mister Pot of Dungaree. <laughs> Dudes and Mr. Pot. Mr. Pot. Why don't we change our store name to Mr. Pot and we'll make our mascot like a, a pot leaf and then yeah. uh, be- people will they'll get they'll they'll read between the lines and get the message that they can uh, buy weed here. But I said you're you're more plugged into this. Mm-hmm. I think you're more plugged into like I've seen these things. I've yeah. seen these places, but like I just, just like I guess this is illegal. It's here. <laughs> if I see something happening and yeah, like nobody's hassling them about yeah. it, I'm just like, well, yeah. Well, I just, I mean, there are just so many that it, it like kind of doesn't make sense. I mean, in, in New York now, you smell pot everywhere. You smell mm. weed everywhere you go. But like so many times, like there are a bunch of places on like, you know, the the main commercial street near me on like the way of the subway. So I walk by Madison them. Avenue, Madison Avenue. Yeah. Well, I'm walking to my job. Mm. Uh, you, you see them and I'm always kind of like perplexed because some places it's like I've never seen a single person inside that store. And that store looks like so insanely stocked. How, how like, what, what's going on there? What's the deal? But I've noticed a new thing the other day. Cause like I said, I went on this long walk. I saw three different of these shops. And for people out there where like weed is legal in New York now, but it became legal when our governor at the time was like desperately trying to not get thrown out of office. Yeah. So he just kind of like legalized it and was like, oh, we'll figure it all out later. Yeah. And then he got the boot. And then he got the boot. And then some uh, lady came in. Yeah. And she didn't figure it out, I guess. They're figuring it out, but you know, it's bureaucracy. All these things move slow. It's like, I got to give a billion dollars to some billionaires for a, a football stadium <laughs> in my right. hometown. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you guys figure out the weed thing. Well, I guess I guess a lot of it is that most other states have legalized it. They figure out, okay, here here's how everything is going to work. And here's how places are going to have to get licensed to grow it, licensed to sell it. And then once all that happens, then on this date, it's all going to be legal. And, you know, it's usually like and one store will open up and that'll be the store and... Uh, we'll, we'll work through the rest of the licenses. New York was very unique. I don't know if other states, if any other state has done it this way. Ask, huh? <laughs> you nor- <laughs> I can't unique even say New it. York. It's a, it's a classic, uh, vocal warm up. Yeah. Unique New York. Um, you can't even say it once. No, <laughs> but, um, uh, New York was unique mm-hmm. in that 
they went, okay, uh, starting today, it's legal to, to have weed, buy weed. Not buy, I guess, but I don't know. But there weren't really penalties. They changed a bunch of laws at once. So nothing's really caught up yet. In the meantime, a million places in New York have decided, like, oh, the worst they can do to us is, like, X. And if there are too many of us, they won't be able to do anything. Right. So people just start opening places. And, and like, at first they were doing all kinds of cute loopholes of, like, oh, actually, the, the marijuana is a gift. What you're paying for is a consulting or you're paying for an NFT or whatever. Right. But anyway, now. I'm, oh, by the way, Tom, mm-hmm. I'm getting really into NFTs. <laughs> it's a yeah. great time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a great time if you want to start collecting, for sure. <laughs> of course, yeah. No, 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 no. I've, I've uh, yeah, get yourself a. I've been doing a lot of research, yeah. uh, for the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. I'm fi- I'm finally ready to pull the trigger on it. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, you can get yourself probably a dozen of those, uh, those uh, wacky uh, gorillas or whatever yeah. they were, angry apes, uh, bored apes, bored right? apes. Yeah, uh, it's cool. Like uh, they're blasé about things. I saw like an ad the other day in the subway that was for like a like a TV show with a with one of them in it or something. Yeah, I mean that's just one of the many <laughs> things you can do with with you know you own all the IP to your yeah, ape. Yeah, sure. I mean, it seemed like at least one person was was uh, making out well. So yeah. I'm sure the you know thousand other people that own these things will also get similar deals. But anyway. Long story short, there's a... That mil- was probably the Miley Cyrus ape, too, right? Like, that's how they got to do it. Like, yeah. it's like, they, they gave Miley Cyrus an ape, right? And they were like, and now go on The Tonight Show and talk about how cool the apes No, are. that was Paris Hilton. Okay, okay, then, and then, uh... <laughs> and okay, then Paris Hilton. Fallon had his own ape. Yeah, and then they're probably like, okay, we're gonna sign the, the Paris Hilton ape to do <laughs> right. a TV show. But Joe Schmo bought an ape, too, on yeah, Paris Hilton's recommendation. Yeah. And they're like, we don't want your stupid, yeah, dumb, lowbrow ape. We, got Paris, we have an heiress's ape here. Yeah, you don't have the Hollywood connections to get yeah. your ape a show. You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, let me get to my point here. Long story short, there's a, a million places selling weed now. Um, I noticed the other day when I was walking... I guess also, understandably, one of the big, big problems, makes sense, problem with regular uh, uh, drug dealing, getting robbed. Right. Um, And especially because- Ne'er-do-wells will come in. Yeah. Well, and especially like a lot of these places, you, you know, they're not licensed. So I don't know how helpful the cops are when they come. Right. You know, if they're like... Yeah, yeah if they were licensed, I'm sure. <laughs> well, but it's got to be even worse if it's like, yeah, they stole, you know... My 100, ill-gotten goods. Yeah, $100,000 yeah, exactly, yeah. of merchandise that we're not supposed to be selling. Yeah. I'm sure they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, and I think a lot of these places, they're cash businesses, probably. Yeah, because what bank would... Uh, yeah, banks, because it's still federal, federally illegal. Yeah, so the feds could seize those, theoretically seize those, right? yeah, yeah, I think that that's like the fear. So, so they do cash. And it's probably also, you know, uh, like fraud would be a problem. People coming in with stolen credit cards. Also, Visa doesn't want to be like... Yeah, they don't want to be associated with it. 
with illegal goods. Yeah. Should be all in crypto. I'm also getting into crypto a lot right oh, now. Okay, Tom. cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's awesome. Thinking Actually, of converting it was, all of my. It, was, it, it did like uh, rock it up a couple of weeks ago. I'm not in it as an investment vehicle. <laughs> I, I want it to be just how I do everyday transactions. Right. It want, seems more convenient you, to me. You're just a blockchain fan. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. So I read a thing the other day that said if I forget the exact numbers, but it was something like if there's 4,000 of these illegal shops, there have been 2,000 robberies <laughs> within like the last pretty good odds with, within the last year. But Tim walking past three of these shops, I saw uh, 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 it's not going to happen anymore. They figured it out. They, fig- they figured out how to stop this from happening to, to them at least. No, mean? not guns, Tim. They have signs now that right on the door, so you can't miss it. No ski masks. Ah. <laughs> so they were they were allowing ski masks. They were allowing that. ski masks, and that was the whole problem. A guy comes in there wearing a ski mask. Three different stores had no ski masks? Three mas- different stores wow. had handwritten no ski masks signs. Like they would have, you know, maybe like an under, no under 21. Yeah. And then no ski mask. They should also put up no robberies. <laughs> no robberies. <laughs> Don't come in here and try to rob us. Yeah. That's and against it, our policy. And, and it just made me think, how come banks haven't tried this? Yeah. How hard is it for every bank just to put up a sign, no ski uh, mask? You know, like. It's no president mass of, either. It's probably a lot of red tape in the finance industry to <laughs> yeah. put up a sign. No no ski mask, no Halloween mass. Thank you. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh it it I have to imagine that there's probably a lot of people that are on their way to go rob the the uh local weed store. They pull down their ski mask yeah. right before they go in, and then they see this damn sign. One of them's walking in, the other guy goes, wait, 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 Whoa, taps on the shoulder. <laughs> oh. oh, well, I guess we'll have to go to the Rats. other place. And they go to the other place, and guess what? Yeah. Oh, come on in, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, those sure are nice ski masks you're wearing. <clears throat> I wonder if, uh, or maybe often, people came in wearing ski masks just because it was cold. And then they, while they were in there, you know, they were. Was this they during were asking, the cold snap of yeah, last week? It time? was. Okay. So, you know, and maybe people were in there with ski masks or asking questions or getting shown stuff. And then they go, wait a minute, you don't know who I am. You know what, actually? I'm going to take all that. Have you ever seen anybody skiing with a ski mask? Have you I seen a picture of somebody <laughs> skiing with a ski mask? Only murderers. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's, but like. Murder, not like a murderer making a getaway on skis. Uh, I think I've seen that. Oh once wow! Or twice. Okay, but yeah, I've never seen just like a nor. You never see like you know a friend who goes on like a skiing weekend posting pictures on Instagram. Everybody's wearing ski masks. Yeah, exactly. Like this is the thing that it's purportedly for. It's not for. It's not to be worn while holding up weed stores. Yeah, I just feel like a you know a, a person trying to stay warm. They're going to wear a hat and a scarf. It's going to be more comfortable. Do you own a ski mask? I don't, but I have in the past. I have in the past, too, but like, I don't remember ever wearing one. I I remember as a kid getting one because uh, you remember Loman's was uh, in the village. Uh, still Loman's there, Outdoor right? Store. Yeah, it was an outdoor store where you can get all your Big Johnson and uh, co naked shirts. You know what? I bought an Everclear t-shirt there. <laughs> nice. The band, not the alcohol. The band. And then I bought, <laughs> this is relevant to the uh, the episode we're doing, mm-hmm. 
uh, a bush shirt, a bush oh, shirt. Oh, I remember that bush shirt you had in high school. Yeah, and it was uh, it was formatted like uh, the Mash logo. Uh-huh. So it was like B apostrophe yeah, U yeah. Uh, uh, or not uh, asterisk. Uh huh. Um, and like uh, Mash the TV show. Right. And I was looking at a picture <laughs> of me. Bush, Bush really knew their target audience. <laughs> Teens who are into MASH. And I just thought it was funny, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I owned 16 Stone. <laughs> that was a good album. And some uh, 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 Korean War vets slapped you in the street. <laughs> well, is the thing. This was post-George H.W. Bush. Okay. But, but pre-George W. w. Bush. Mm-hmm. And like... I thought nothing of it being like, uh, a pl- it was like, oh, this is the band Bush, right? Yeah. And it's formatted. Breathe in, in breathe out. Yeah. And then Which, I, I was looking you know, at a picture. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that, that kind of thing is said in a MASH unit. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Alda was saying it every- <laughs> Hey, breathe in and breathe out, all right? So I was looking at a picture of 13-year-old me wearing this shirt, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And it occurred to me. It wasn't like an officially licensed band oh, T-shirt, yeah. right? And it's like, but but certainly, uh, Mash had licensed, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. So like, not not officially, like, but who's to say that that was about the band at all? Was it just a dirty T-shirt? <laughs> was it like been. based on the Mash logo, and it was just about pubic hair? I mean, I was gonna say, like, I don't know. Oh, did Loman sell Bobby that Well, no, that's where I got the Everclear shirt. Okay, so, like, yeah. it was on the same rack, right. but also, like, the, it was on the rack next to like Coed Naked and yeah, Big which Johnson. Probably t-shirts. had a joke about racks on the shirt. Yeah, so like uh, very confusing to a young man. But like, I think I might have just bought like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm promoting this band that I like, uh-huh. but like. It, I think it might have had nothing to do with the band. I think it was yeah. just a lewd T-shirt that was that was yeah. referencing an old TV show. Yeah, so uh, the uh, mash. Gavin Rosdale didn't see a dime from that. No, and 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 probably some some old uh, Korean War vets were like, "Yeah, that kid gets it." <laughs> hey, hey, kid, did you're the all Korean right. Korean War vets were they a fan of Mash? Um, I think so. I think they did like that. It like you know accurately portrayed. Uh, uh, what what things were like the horrors? There. Yeah, yeah. That it was you know some gallows humor, sure, but yeah. also uh, you know a bad situation. Yeah, they just love the theme song like all of us do. <laughs> Suicide is painless. Yeah. Oh God, what a! <laughs> Always come on to, during rain delays for baseball games. Or like, oh, we're gonna throw you to an episode of Mash while the umpires. Yeah, and it was always like, you know, they you see that be, helicopter coming yeah. down. And you're like, ah, oh, god damn it! Put on an episode of Cheers for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah, or or you'd be up late watching reruns of Cheers, and then yeah. it would switch over to Mash, and you're yeah. like, I was having mm. a nice time here. Anyway, this week we're talking about no doubt. Yeah, the band. They're back. They're back. Uh, you mentioned them last week. You mentioned that they were back. And, and uh, you were, Tom, I saw it in your eyes. It might have been because you were <laughs> trying to plug your podcast, your other <laughs> podcast. I was uh, I was winking at you with both eyes. But you were just like, enough, no doubt, Tom. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, mm-hmm. everybody's responding to it. Yeah, there's a big... Oh, uh, unfortunately, uh, we've gone viral. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes it happens. And, uh, and we've got to roll one, with the, it. The one thing is, Tim, when you go viral, you can't fight it. It's like the tide. 
or like an undertow. Yeah, you, you know, you got to swim, swim parallel to the shore. I just read a book where uh, a book that I mm-hmm. liked very much. Yeah. Um, but in the very first chapter, a woman who is purportedly a very like knowledgeable swimmer and a very uh-huh. strong swimmer. Oh, gets sucked gets, into an undertow. Gets gets stuck in a riptide mm-hmm. and doesn't know, or like oh, doesn't know how to get out to to swim parallel. And she's yeah. like, she's I tried doing go, this. Going she back tried to shore. doing it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like I think when you're learning to swim, that's the f- in the ocean. That's in the, the ocean, first yeah. thing they tell you. I mean, I guess it there took are, me out of the book, but then it sucked me back. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's just like an undertow. Just like an undertow, yeah. I guess there are no. I mean, any any place where there's a like a shoreline and waves, there's going to be a riptide, right? Or maybe some in some places there aren't, so people aren't told like, hey, this took place on Long Island. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> everybody in Long Island knows about the riptide. Yeah, that's why it's no, it hasn't gotten one Long Islander yet. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? No doubt. Tim. Oh yeah, no doubt. They're back. They're back, baby. Although you, you, brought... I discovered them last week. <laughs> right. Well, you discovered them because they were announced as the big Coachella guest. Yeah. But then I don't know if you saw the news this week. Lowest Coachella ticket sales in ten years. Really? Yeah. So it didn't bode too well. But I think part. I mean, we were talking last week about how. Looking at the lineup, it was like, oh, I don't know any of these bands except No Doubt. Yeah. It made me feel like an old fogey. Uh, it looks like uh, the younger people aren't finding that that um, yeah. lineup is on fleek either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> people still saying that? <laughs> or guess what, Coachella? Uh, oh. even, even though uh, millennials don't have any money, we got more money than Gen Z. So you book their bands. Nobody can afford these tickets. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so I, I, that, that's kind of my assumption of what happened. That I think the assessment too of that from uh, from all generations, mm-hmm. aside from no doubt, yeah, pretty mid line. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody I mean, pointed that's out. The thing. It's Tom, like I'm not, you know, I I don't listen to a ton of new music, but I'm like somewhat aware. And I looked at that lineup and just like recognized. You, what was that? I got news for you. What? You and I are not. Even somewhat aware, like we've re- we've aged out of I, being somewhat yeah, aware. I know, but I'm saying like there were no names I've even like seen before somewhere, and yeah. like there are a lot of artists that's like I couldn't tell you what their songs are, but like I could, I'd be like, oh yeah, Ice Spice, yeah. Did you know about Renee Rap? Yes. And then did you also know that she doesn't even rap? <laughs> that I didn't know, and that I was. Quite frankly, appalled about. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Also, I think a pretty good class action lawsuit we can try to put together. <laughs> yeah, uh, on behalf of all olds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had, I had heard. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I didn't know anything about her, but I had heard the name. Yeah, uh, and I feel like this Coachella was uh, uh, didn't even have a, you know a lot of people I had ever even heard of before. Dan A. Um, uh-huh. on the pay- on the uh, on the Discord. Oh, I though. thought you were saying that's one of the acts. It's like, uh, all right, buddy, come on, yeah. you gotta use your full name. Nah, I mean, there's uh, too many uh, DNAs out there. No, there's uh, Cardi B. No, you know what? You're right. Uh, and I Alex mean, G. Who's Alex G? See, you think no, you're somewhat aware? Yeah. 
Well, but also when you said, uh, at first when you said uh, Dan A, I thought it was like a Jack A situation that that was oh, like, you know. That'd be cool. Yeah. The, the comedy stylings <laughs> of Dan A. <laughs> um, no, uh, he said, 10 minutes on No Doubt, but nary a mention of the Aquabats at Coachella. Did you oh, notice I this? Didn't, no, I didn't see, see the that. The font was too there. small. Yeah. Um, and of course he did this because I well, asked people wor- to. Don't worry, we're we're uh, almost halfway through the No Doubt episode. We haven't talked about No Doubt. Yet. We're talking about him right now. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out Dan A. Correctly was going to the Discord uh-huh. um, where I invite you to uh, at me and pick fights with me. Okay, and that's what he was doing. He said you asked us to pick fights, right? Uh-huh. And he's right. So we yeah. had a fight about it. I conceded. Oh, you? Oh, well. I mean, who wants to fight a coward if you're just going to concede every well, fight? Well, no, I don't concede every fight, oh, but okay. this was, I didn't see that the Aquabats were there. Like, yeah. my mistake. You think uh, Travis Barker is going to play with them? I don't think he's played with them since 1997. <laughs> yeah, but he shows up anywhere they need a drummer. Yeah, that's true. So I, I wouldn't put it past him if he's in He the... shows up on, like, in memoriams at award shows. Yeah. And, like, like, does, like, ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, R. did R. he do P. In the Air tonight for some Oh, yeah, he did that. Um, uh, on, like, recently. the Emmys or something yeah. like that, or Golden Globes. Yeah. And it was, like, literally, he just did the, like, for, like, 10 seconds, and it was like, Travis Barker, everybody. Yeah. Hmm. That's fine, Hey, he almost died. Yeah. People don't talk about that enough. That he almost, that he got in a plane crash. Yeah, and almost died. Other yeah. people did die. I'm yeah. still shocked because I remember like the reports. It was like you know he's like burned over like mm-hmm. you know a huge portion of his body. But uh, I always thought that was tattoos. <laughs> I think he got it tattooed over. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, good for him. Hey, he seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah. You met him, right? Yeah, I met him. He's really. I met him. Uh, uh, did you try and look at his hog like he did Tommy Lee? <laughs> he accused me of it. <laughs> and I've had some pretty uh, tatted up drummers in my day. You huh? sure have, Tim. Tom, wow, I'm surprised you're not all tatted up. Speaking of No Doubt, I was playing in a ska band uh-huh. at a uh, at a uh, 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 college. Yes. Um, and uh, so it was college festival. Yeah, yeah. So like there was all sorts of bands. But it was uh, Blink-182. I think it was right mm-hmm. before Enema of the State right. was released. So they, they were already like, they, they weren't were that known, big. But, but, but yeah, yeah they, it was, they were it was nowhere after near it. Yeah. And they got booked, you know, like to play, like we were playing the set before them. Like right. a, a ska band, I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that the drummer for the Aquabats <laughs> so, quit, quit so, the Aquabats yeah. and Blink, joined. Blink-182 was not yet big enough to not have a band of high schoolers uh open for them yeah so we uh, so we were going on and they were like you know travis they, travis barker at least was there uh-huh. and i knew travis barker as the drummer of the aquabats who just quit the aquabats and joined uh-huh. Blink 182 and so like i saw him and i was like hey uh are you ever gonna play with the aquabats <laughs> again he's like nah, i quit that band i'm in Blink 182 now it's like Ah, I really like the Aquabats. <laughs> he was just like, okay. Yeah, he almost ruined that man's <laughs> life. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm going to go back to the no, Aquabats. Then I, then I was like, well, I got to play now. And then we went out there. It was like, pa 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 And he's like, I made the right choice leaving yeah. the, the ska scene behind. Yeah, pop punk's where it's at. No doubt, Tom. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I was not a, a fan of No Doubt in high school, were you? I was in the not, 90s. Yeah, I was not a fan of theirs, but I was not not a fan. Like, uh, like I think I like their songs as much as the next person, you know? Yeah. I and think- I guess I was, like, kind of happy that it was like, oh, okay, there's, like, a different band that has broken into the mainstream. Like, that's cool. Yeah. You know what I th- think turned me off to them initially? Number one. Being that the, they were too in punk. The, in the underground ska scene myself, Tom. Uh-huh. I was like, these people uh, are going to ruin it for us because right. they're like too poppy. Right, too um, poppy. They've got a, a like a, a lead singer who could be a model. And that's it. I thought at the time, and mm-hmm. I still think this, Yeah, just a girl, well, mm-hmm. good, a good song, Yeah, a good introduction to the band, like seemed like a bit of a gimmick song at the time. Like, yeah, it was too on the nose. Divorced from the rest of their like discography, you just mm-hmm. hear that, and it's just like, oh, this is a novelty song about like, um, I'm just a girl, right? Like, right, and yeah. it had appropriate feminist themes to it mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's just like, and it's a, a girl singing in a cutesy voice about how she's just a girl, right? right. Like, well, and what well, I forget. Um, can't remember her name, but uh, that, Gwen that Stefani. Song, no, no. <laughs> yeah, this whole time I thought it was Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Gwen Stephanie. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, was it Paula Cole, bitch? No, no, not Paula Cole. What was Paula Cole? What was Paula Cole? Where song? have all the cowboys Where gone? Where have all That's the a good song. Yeah, but uh, I'm a bitch. Meredith uh, Brooks. Meredith. I, you know, I had Meredith in my head, and I was like, no mu- musicians are named Meredith. Hmm. Um, what about Meredith Brooks, Tom? Th- exactly. But like that was that a Burgess Meredith. That <laughs> I don't think he was a uh, 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 musician. Um, but I mean that song wound up being just kind of like a novelty song, right? Right. But like, like she, behind that, that every was a novelty song that isn't like a, a goofball. Right. Is a career, <laughs> especially like to rise to that level. Yeah. There are fans of Meredith Brooks, rightfully mm-hmm. so, who her music connected right. with people and they're like, I know, I know that, like, yeah. that's how she got on the radio with that song. And, like, that's actually not a bad song, right? No, it's not and a bad song, like, but it was, and, like, like... And she's a tremendously talented mm-hmm. singer-songwriter, and, like, that's not a good representation of who she is as an artist. And we're here throwing stones 30 years later, but, like, they're like, no, nah, that album meant a lot to me, and, like... Uh, I'm not throwing stones. No, I'm, I'm not saying that, yeah. like... But like I think that's the case with many one hit wonders. That's what would happen to yeah. no doubt if they didn't break through with like uh, you know eight more like really good singles. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of uh, I wonder if they've like had uh, the same management all the way through or, or or label or something because like it seems like somebody was like behind them and and no doubt. Yeah. Oh, famously, Tom. Oh, initially mm. completely unsupported by their, oh, okay. their label. We'll get to that oh. after the break. Mm-hmm. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tommy. Yes. Uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. So have you ever seen No Doubt Live? Uh, no. Are you going go to go to Coachella? I haven't. Uh, oh. No Doubt, you have not? Yes. Okay. Um, this is just one of many uh, funny times we'll use that, uh, <laughs> the, the band name in a play on yeah. words. No Doubt. Um, are you going to go to Coachella to see no, them? No, I'm not going to go to Coachella. I've never gone to Coachella before. Why yeah, am I going to go now? But you can probably get them cheap, get the tickets cheap. I think cheap is probably still more than I'd want to pay to go be in a desert. To uh, see the Aquabats and No Doubt? <laughs> yeah, to see the Aquabats and No Doubt. Let alone, uh, you know, a hundred other bands I haven't heard of. Tom? I've never been to a music festival, I don't think. Uh, like not like a multi yeah not egg. like any of the big ones uh that that you hear about like you know a Lollapalooza a or Bonnaroo or whatever uh never really interested me I don't like big crowds yeah you would not like this you know you I've been to like uh what was that one mm-hmm. that they did in Jersey that one time oh all points east was that what it was called? Radiohead headline day. Yeah, it was yeah. the day that Bernie Mac died. <laughs> yeah. Uh but but Radiohead said the show must go on. Yeah. And yeah. Um Oh, um Field Day. That, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that Field Day festival. Yeah. Because I think I had tickets to that and then they like canceled it and I like took the refund. No, I went to something with you, and you went to it. Oh, that was Liberty State Park when we saw Radiohead. No, 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 no. It was a different. It was a different time. (laughs) Okay, who'd we see? 
Radiohead headlined it. Okay. But there were other bands there. And it was none of the none of the festivals that you have mentioned. None of the things I've mentioned. Yeah. But I was there? You were there. I thought I only saw Radiohead once. In your whole life? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've seen them a lot. Yeah, I think I've just seen I them got, one time. I, I saw them so many times at this festival. And they were really good I got the one time bored. I saw them. Oh, wow. I, I was up at the front, and I was just like... I've seen this before, and I think oh, wow. I was just tired from the day. I was, uh, you know, morning Bernie Mac, so mm-hmm. I just walked to like the back and like laid down on the grass and listened yeah. to them. Because well, yeah, I'm not I mean, a drugs just, guy, yeah. So I wasn't on drugs. Listen, listen to the music, enjoy yourself. And I, I feel like you were there mm-hmm. because the because I was outraged. This is at the time of this is probably 2006, 2007. Okay. I was outraged that the beer tent uh-huh. was, oh, like, you got a wristband. Uh-huh. Oh, and you had to stay in there, probably? You had to stay in there, and your mm-hmm. wristband had three tear-off things. Oh, so you could have I, three I do vaguely beers, remember this. Uh-huh. And they would rip one off. Right. And so we were just like, we bought a well, ticket. How am I going to get loaded? Yeah, we bought a <laughs> ticket to a twelve-hour festival. Yeah, and I could have three beers, and yeah. I can't even like watch a band while I'm drinking a beer. Right. Um, I mean, that part's kind of fine because it's probably like, all right, well, I'm going to wait and drink all three of those real quick, one after another. <laughs> but uh, the thing that I realized at that at that festival mm-hmm. was that like the sound is never good enough at a festival. Like yeah. Radiohead was great because like that they, but like. When you're the headliner, like they do that, yeah, but it's like, yeah. you know, everybody gets like, you know, I, I saw the Roots that day, and I mm-hmm. think they played like a 20 minute yeah. set. Well, on a well side that's stage. the best way to see them. 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah, on a side stage where like <laughs> their shit was medley. like hastily set up. They got a line check, not even a sound check, mm-hmm. and like they were figuring out how the sound should be mixed, you know, live, well, well into the yeah. third song, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. I mean, it's just like that's not an ideal, and I'm not. Like, I'm not a guy that's going to go and try to get loaded. And sometimes at at, uh, you, you, at festivals, they don't let you get loaded. Yeah. And I'm not a drugs guy. So, you, so you're not going to go to Coachella to see... Uh, I'm going to find out when No Doubt set time is and yeah. just show up for that. Tom, can it's I tell you something? probably late at night. June 23rd, 1997. Uh-huh. Jones Beach Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. I have sixth row tickets. Mm-hmm. S- tickets sixth row for the no doubt tragic kingdom tour this is wow. like wow you know right when prime time prime time prime, sold out show I'm who's sure. opening weezer pinkerton this is wow. pinkerton had just come out yeah weezer's back they just weezer's back and on their way out <laughs> because they're they just released a flop of an album that i loved right and yeah, me yeah. and nick carbonero mm-hmm. um i think chris was there too Mm-hmm. I don't recall. We got tickets and we we're like, oh, no doubt they're too poppy, whatever. Yeah, but we're uh, going to go. Got floor tickets. It's great. Uh, rock and roll is only for boys. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> My cousin, big No mm-hmm. Doubt fan, a couple years younger than me, in the nosebleeds. Yeah. So I was like, look, we're just here to see Weezer. Mm-hmm. After that, we're 14. Yeah. Right? 15. Mm-hmm. After this, I'll meet, after Weezer, I'll meet you. We'll exchange the tickets. I'm going home. Yeah, so I've got I've got some uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country to play. I watched Weezer play six songs from Pinkerton. Uh-huh. Probably these tickets were probably like eighty dollars too when I was yeah. fifteen. Um, uh, watch them play. It's like oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they left, um, and then I was like, okay, let's go. And we gave my cousin the cell, and we're walking out, 
and no doubt comes out. It's dark out. Yeah. Then like the stage lights up. They have a whole thing. They play the song Tragic Kingdom. You know the song Tragic Kingdom? Uh, it's like a haunted house song. <laughs> okay. It's like spooky and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the there's all sorts of like and it's like and lights and I'm like this is kind of cool. <laughs> but uh, like uh, hang on, I do like <laughs> spooky music. <laughs> I do. And they and they followed it up with the monster mash, Tom. <laughs> um but but we had committed to it. So I was like I'm walking. I'm walking out and yeah. I left. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I, I missed and what that's was, why to this and I day watched, you're known as a man of integrity. I said I'm walking out, and I am. Yeah, and I think we had like <laughs> set up like one of our moms was there to pick us up <laughs> right. or something. Um, but we had to leave, and uh, I've since watched on YouTube, mm-hmm. like they oh, they like, professionally yeah. oh, released yeah. like uh, yeah, a cam, for, yeah. not from that show, but from that tour. Like I think oh, they're right. home, mm-hmm. but like it's same set list. Yeah, and like I was like. This was this would have been the best concert I ever saw in my whole life, <laughs> right? And I was like sixth row center at like this like amphitheater. Yeah, show. it, it, it was, was probably like, like one of the biggest venues they had played yet. Yeah, they, they were probably super excited and into it, and like yeah. they and they were blowing up that summer. And, yeah, what a dumb idiot I was. Like, yeah. oh, this girl music. Yeah, well, Tim, you know, uh, I'll, uh, you portrayed your you often on the show portray yourself as a fourteen year old genius, but. Uh, yeah, sometimes you made mistakes. You know who I saw there, Tom? Who? Walking around? Siv. Gwen Stephanie. Nope, Siv. The Siv. lead singer of Siv and Gorilla Biscuits. His name is uh-huh. Siv. Uh, uh, I can't wait one, one minute, minute more. more. I can't wait. Dun, 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 dun. And he's like he's like a hardcore and yeah, punk yeah. guy, mm-hmm. and uh, but he had that. But they made Siv made that awesome video uh, where it was like the Maury Povich show or yeah. whatever, and uh, or Donahue. It's yeah, I Donah- mean, same, same. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They got some. They were in the MTV Buzzbin, <laughs> right? Uh, and I was like, uh, I was, I was really be. into Gorilla Biscuits. It's his former band, right? Like, uh-huh. and uh, I saw him. Yeah, and his shaved head, so yeah. he recognized him. I'm he sure. walked by, like, I was walking out of the venue, and I think he was there, like, he probably, he was down with no doubt, probably. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. I went, hey, Siv. And he looked at me, and I was like, oh. And I just gave him two thumbs up and went, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's nice. I know, but like. Uh, not very punk, but. No, not nice. very punk, but he said thanks and kept walking. He says, hey, Siv. And we turned around and headbutted him. And then he yeah. would have been like, this guy's uh, a real he punk. Gets it, yeah. yeah headbutt you back. Um, all right. So we, we, do you know anything about No Doubt? Other yeah, they were founded in 1986, Tom. Okay. 1986? <clears throat> yeah, you think they're like, oh, capitalizing on the, the, the ska. Yeah, the third wave ska uh, wave. No, it was, uh, and Gwen Stefani was like a back, was like backup vocals. Um, her brother Eric I, I Stefani. I did see that he that he was in the band. He was a founding member. Yeah, and uh, this guy John Spence, mm-hmm. and they were like the creative drivers of this band. Right. Tony Canal was a fan of the band. Came to show. They brought him on as ba- as bassist. Mm-hmm. And right before they were about to play a big industry showcase, um, sadly, uh, John Spence took his own life. Oh, okay. And uh, that put a damper on things. Yeah, yeah. So they broke up, mm-hmm. but then they're like, "We're gonna retool. We'll, we'll come yeah, back." Yeah, we'll come back. And it's like, "Hey, Gwen's gonna be front man." Mm-hmm. Um, so she was not in the band before. She was, but oh, she was but just she like did backup vocals. She was like 
Eric's little sister who yeah, was like yeah. there, like, hey, that's fun. Skanking on the yeah. side of the stage. And they were very whatever. new wave. They were like yeah, they yeah. loved like madness and the specials mm-hmm. too. Like One I guess two tones. Yeah. Uh, but they love that song, huh? They did that. And they retooled and they came back mm-hmm. and they're like, Okay, let's let's do this. Um and Eric Stefani is uh writing the songs. Yeah. We're doing this. Eventually, I think like 1991-ish, Okay, um, they get signed to, 1990, mm-hmm. they get signed to Interscope Records. It was a huge label at the time. Huge records. Well, and, and, uh, and just like a very uh, like cool label to get signed to. Yeah. Is that Jimmy Iovine? Is that- yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, um, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they were, yeah, they were signing all the, the cool uh, rappers. And then uh, it wasn't like uh, Nine Inch Nails on Interscope for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they were cool. So anyway, uh, so they recorded their debut album, uh-huh. self-titled. Right, so not Tragic Kingdom. Not Tragic Kingdom. Yes. Um, came out in 1992. Uh, what was going on in music at the time, Tom? 92? Uh, that was, that was like a grunge, grunge baby. baby. <laughs> and then you got no doubt the, yeah. uh, uh this, up. yeah, like the, the first album is very horn heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, almost, well, another way to say that would be that's very horny, Tom, but that's not what I meant. Could be. You're a real freaking <laughs> sicko. You know that Tom <laughs> talking about, I'm talking about, uh, beautiful music over here. You're trying to reduce it to some some sexual I'm just, innuendo. I'm trying to save you some words. And uh, there's like, it sounds kind of disco-y. It's like new okay, wavey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like oddly like not as poppy as Tragic Kingdom. Like, yeah, but but is it still stuff you can dance to? Yeah. Okay. But it's but 92. Nobody wants to dance. They want the People mosh. People want to mope and mosh. Yeah. Grow their hair long and wear freaking old cardigans and be like, yeah. smoke cigarettes. Yeah. They don't want some like bubbly like, hey, everybody, let's yeah. go dancing. And that's what all the songs were. Every song hey, everybody, let's go dancing. Tom, you want to talk about first single? What? This album comes out, mm-hmm. flops so hard, Interscope is like, we're not even releasing a single. Wow. They're like- we're not even going to our man said I don't hear a single. Yeah, well no, like <laughs> they let them release it. Right. And then like it immediately like nose dives so bad yeah. that like they're like we're not going to spend the money to like print up CDs to send to radio stations and like yeah, devote yeah. money to promote yeah. it. Yeah, like, we're not going to throw good money after bad. What is that saying after bad music? Not just after bad. <laughs> um so no doubt releases a single themselves. I think they like. Uh, I think trapped in a box. Okay. Is, and like no traction. Yeah. And then uh, they're pissed because like mm. the label's just so, like, uh, them what re- do you want us to do? It's grunge, and they were like, then why did you sign us? Like yeah, if you're yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah. Not every. Not everything's grunge. Right. There. There's. I never really thought about that. Do you think like. Um, like uh, ska was a little bit of a uh, pushback a against reaction? grunge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for like a, you know, that shit so far on the mopey end that we're gonna have like kind of you know fun peppy. Well, the f- well, famously, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had Nirvana 
uh, knocking Michael Jackson off the number yeah, yeah, one yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted by a siren. Yeah. We live in New York City. I hear sirens yeah, all the time. Get, you, I'm, I'm you're at sitting there going, oh, emergencies a is, day. Is everybody okay? <laughs> I don't care about anybody's well-being. Maybe we well-being. should see if they need help. What do you think's going on? Is there a fire in the building? I mean, though? sometimes this has happened where there's like a lot of sirens, and I'm like, God, it's so annoying, and then it turns out it's my building on fire. Yeah. That happened one time. No, two times. You can't get mad at a siren. There's an emergency. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just uh, the end of their shift. They want to get home. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to take a dump. <laughs> yeah. uh, ring the siren, boys. <laughs> Jonesy's got to take a dump. <laughs> uh yeah, like uh, so, like you know, it's like grunge killed pop. Yeah, but then grunge morphed into every hair metal band who right. didn't make it in the eighties rebranded as grunge. Yeah, and did yeah. That. So you had all this like butt rock coming out. Yeah, and like I think there is very much like if grunge had stayed like only the top five grunge bands were like putting out. Yeah, it, not everybody decided. You wouldn't to have go needed a, a reaction to it, yeah. but like. Everybody flooded the market with like low quality grunge mo- mm-hmm. bullshit. That was yeah. like, let's be peppy. Let's yeah. be. Hey, you guys remember Pep? Hey, let's pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah. Um. So they went off and they were like, uh, "Okay, we're gonna record our own thing on our yeah. own." And it was like a lot more punk. Yeah. Uh, Bradley uh, Noel. Bradley Noel? I always thought it was Norwell. Uh-huh. But if it's Noel from uh from Sublime. Mm-hmm. They were they were like uh the, the, you know, Gwen the singer from sang, Sublime? Yeah, the, he the, sang on a track. Yeah, yeah. His son is uh the singer of Sublime now. I know. Yeah. I think they're making their uh their real debut at Coachella as yeah, well. Tommy. Yeah. No doubt the Aquabats and Sublime with the guy's and son. And then a hundred bands you've never heard of. It's okay. We just go in and then we go back to our five-star hotel. But, but you, you've named like three bands that like I'm not really into to begin with. Tom, did you have a Sublime summer? No. No, I never. I From the moment I heard Sublime, I didn't like it. You could tell like these guys are just drugs. These well, guys are drugs. These, these guys are drugs. They're bad news. No, because I think like my introduction to Sublime was like, oh, the jocks that are into the beach like Sublime. Yeah, but you like the beach. Yeah, but I'm not a jock, man. Yeah, but did you issue the beach because of the jocks were there? No, no, but like these were like like surfer jocks were into. Yeah, surfer jocks are cool. <sighs> Intimidating. Tom, if you could have been too intimidating. Yeah. Oh yeah, but like I'm intimidated by it, and it's like, oh, I think yeah. that some uh, one of the surfer jocks let me use his surfboard one time, and I <laughs> surfed, and I, I wiped out the board hit me in the head. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was like, this is not for me. I thought you were gonna say you like broke the board or something. Uh, no, but like I remember being like a lifeguard, and there being like the first year I was a lifeguard, there being like lifeguards who were in college and they were like just played sublime endlessly yeah and with like laugh at things i'm like oh that's like a drug or a sex thing but i don't know what that yeah. is sublime's pretty good so i never i i just never got but into there's, them at there's all. a crossroads you get uh when you have a sublime summer in like either i had mine like uh freshman year of college oh after wow that. okay uh 
late a late bloomer. Yeah, and it was like you can you can choose to go down that road, <laughs> or you can be like, I had a fun sublime summer, mm-hmm. and like I've yeah. never done a drug in my life. I've smoked pot, but right. as we know, that's legal everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, as long as you have a ski mask. Yeah, on. I wasn't doing what the sublime boys were doing, but it was just like. Oh, I could just like <laughs> you weren't doing a, heroin, a, yeah. A, a, a drunken, uh, yeah, yeah. lazy shit. Yeah, like you could have done that, um, mm-hmm. and you got to claw your way I out mean, of the in, sublime. In, in, a sublime summer is fun, but you only get one in your whole life. Wow, tell that to the boys in Sublime. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Back to no doubt. <laughs> So they went and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna make a little more punk and ska, uh, like like we'll yeah, let's yeah. have a little harder edge." Uh, the Beacon Street Collection, mm-hmm. right? And they did this, and Interscope had basically sublicensed their contract to Asylum Records. I think okay. at this point they were just like, "We yeah, don't want this yeah, band. Yeah, I don't know. Em. We signed them to a multi yeah, album, and we don't want to spend the money making another yeah. album." Um and. They're like, oh, and then this album, like the first album sold, I think capped at like 30,000 mm-hmm. sold. They're like, and this album sold 100,000 mm-hmm. that year. But most of it was, most of those albums were sold after Tragic Kingdom came out. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. But like most people would agree that uh, that album, uh, the Beacon Street Collection, is just a better album than the debut album yeah yeah and like i think interscope was like oh okay wait hold on all right give him a little bit of money he's like what else can you do at this point eric stefani is like mm. oh interscope was also like oh let's get a producer in here yeah and eric yeah. stefani's like i'm the creative force here mm. i don't want anybody meddling by the way i got this and nobody other talked to my sister <laughs> he didn't care um actually no tony canal uh-huh. the bassist and gwen started dating very yeah. early first of all Tony, mm-hmm. Tony. He's a bassist. Yeah. Hey, I guess he's a good-looking guy. Good-looking yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Uh, I think he's a good-looking guy, but rebuffed uh, Gwen's advances for a yeah. long time. Yeah, and and he's the one that broke up with her. Yeah, and then uh, they started dating. He kept it secret for a year. He's like, don't mm-hmm. tell anybody. Yeah. He didn't want anybody else in the band to know. Yeah. They dated yeah. for seven years, and he dumped her. Then they wrote Tragic Kingdom about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Eric Stefani. Like, well, and they changed. Like I saw, there's like an early version of "Don't Speak." Yeah, that's like not about their breakup. It stinks. Yeah, it's awful. It doesn't sound anything like uh, the the uh, final version. And yeah, that final version, especially like it was cra- that they were also like, and the video will be about that too. Can you imagine? It's 1995. Mm-hmm. You're a guy. Yeah. And you have uh, two careers you can choose. Mm-hmm. Your name is Eric Stefani. Mm-hmm. You can like uh, you've co-written a lot of the songs, but not a lot on on Tragic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But like, no doubt wants you to be in that band. Yeah, you yeah. were previously the 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 sole creative force in it. Mm-hmm. You left to be an animator on Golden Age Simpsons. Yeah. Do you know this? You left yeah, to be yeah. on the Simpsons, mm-hmm. and then he's just like. Yeah, what do I do? Yeah, I'll just go with the <laughs> What Simpsons. do I do? I'm just too creative. Should I be in the biggest goddamn band in the yeah. world? Or should I work on the, the best TV seasons show. of the the greatest television yeah. show that's ever existed? I mean, being an animator is like a lot more thankless, though. 
Yeah. And like a lot more work, I feel like. Yeah. But he also seems like the t- kind of guy that was just like, I just want to like buckle down and do a bunch of work. Yeah. Well, and I could also see at that point, like, you know, the it had been a while. You know, it had been over 10 years, right, since the band started. So I'm sure he was probably thinking, like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. Like, that was 10 years of yeah. ups and downs. But then and... Tragic Kingdom comes yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun freaking rocket ship to the moon. Mm-hmm. Right? He co-wrote Don't Speak, right? Yeah. So, like, he's instantly, like, a millionaire when that... Yeah, yeah. When that uh, Blows up. Yeah. Becomes a single. So, like, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to keep drawing Bart. It's like that's really cool too. Yeah, um, I mean it's like, amazing that the Simpsons uh, let him just draw the one character. Yeah, he was a Bart guy. <laughs> uh-huh. He was a Bart man. Could you say? I wonder if he ever did the Bart man as a musician himself. Right, and what he thought about it. <laughs> uh, but like he very well could have once, no doubt like became a thing i think he could have been like hey guys i'll yeah. come and play keyboards again like yeah yeah i'm back you, yeah like d- fire your touring keyboardist let's bring me back and like yeah let's pretend none just, of this happened. i'm just yeah. in the band hey sis yeah. i'm back but he was like nah i don't want to tour i just want to draw bart yeah and he only yeah because draws... he wasn't like thrown out of the band it sounds like they will all would have been happy to have him come back yeah. maybe yeah. um so uh I was I I was reading a thing because you were uh, speaking of Tony Canal that like uh, it was like a, a early interview I guess because you know of course there were like a million interviews where where they were asked about their relationship and I was surprised I was like he I mean I guess people are a little bit better media trained now to like don't talk about these things in print that are then gonna be there forever there was a quote from Gwen Stefani who was like. All I would do is look at Tony Canal and pray to God that he would let me have his babies. I mean, but that's cool. That drives yeah. the whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it makes sense that like the the yeah the label is probably like no 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 like don't speak is a huge deal and and now you know you're you're dating like another guy another cool rock and roll guy. Uh, you know this just adds to everything. Yeah. And meanwhile, Tony Canal is just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Tony Canal is like the most bassist guy ever. <laughs> yeah. Where he's just like, yeah, I know she's like the, you know, the world's it girl, right? Yeah. Because but... like, as soon as this happens, too, like, she's like, everybody's got, like, all right, Prince has her sing on a song. Yeah. Um, I mean, a little bit after, but like Moby has her <laughs> sing on a song. Okay. Uh, who's who's the stronger artist? Who knows? <laughs> right. But Eve, that Eve mm-hmm. song rules. Yeah. Um, you fr- know what my na- my favorite No Doubt song is? What? Uh, the song New from the Go soundtrack. Yeah, I really like that don't song, and that and I think that's only yeah. Don't let it go to waste. Yeah, and I don't know if that's like an outtake or I, or something from like Tragic Kingdom or. I don't think so. I think it wound up. On I know like that's a the only deluxe thing on, version of Return of Saturn. Oh, okay. Saturn. But the, but it but it was bef- it was recorded during different sessions. Yeah. Right? Oh no, it, it appeared on Return of Saturn. Oh, okay. Uh, Never mind. Proper. That was their follow-up to Tragic Kingdom. Yeah. And it was like, it was also the 90s, so like this stuff happens, but like Tragic Kingdom came out in 95. Mm-hmm. 
their follow-up came out in 2000. Yeah, which is insane. But like she but was they had doing, so many singles. Like they on were that. all they yeah. there were there were a ton of singles off that. Mm-hmm. Um like Excuse me, Mister was a single? Yeah. That has Excuse like a Excuse me, Mister. Which is a cool song. But yeah. like gotta give this band credit there was like a like a dixieland breakdown where it's like it's like yeah and that got played on like modern rock radio yeah they're cool no doubt is cool well and i think gwen stefani she's going places tom hey i keep an eye on her rising star what is this thing about like where she claimed she was actually Japanese even though she's not Japanese? You hear this stuff that came out <laughs> yeah. recently? Yeah, I saw something about that because her dad her dad was in the army and I couldn't tell if it was like, oh, she w- often had to go t- live in Japan with like her her you know, with her dad, with her family, or if it was just he went to Japan all the time and like bring her shit back. Yeah. But I feel like you can't say I'm Japanese. I assume she does not speak Japanese. Yeah. And she did hire all those Japanese women to like follow her around. The Harajuku girls. Yeah. 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 She She's like, made some ill-advised stuff. And no doubt, like uh, on their comeback album, they had to pull a video because it was insensitive to Native Americans. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, I was noticing like they, uh, the video for Oi to the World. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was possibly filmed in India, mm. um, and Tony Canal's uh, of Indian descent, I believe. I think he was born in India, actually. Yeah, um, but like you know, she's wearing a bunch of like traditional Indian garb, and she did wear um, uh, other Indian uh, Indian inspired things. I feel like. Oh, in his the parents. First... I'm sorry. His parents are originally from India. He was born in England. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I knew he wasn't from America, uh, which like I, uh, to me was like, oh, that must've been also just been like a young Gwen Stefani of like, oh, and he's, he's not from America. Do you think he had he's a British got, accent? Does yeah, he have a British accent? Me or, but maybe then he's he a did. bassist. He Who has ever heard him talk? <laughs> exactly. But I just remember I was watching this Oya the World video and I felt like I was like, like eh, maybe a little cultural appropriation going yeah. on here, Gwen. And then reading the the oh, I'm I consider myself Japanese when it's like she I think she's like uh, like Irish and German American, mm-hmm. you know, the, you couldn't get further <laughs> away. You, you, you can't get much more white than that. So uh but but I but that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's ill advised, but I think it comes from a good place. Like yeah. it's not a uh, sure. She means well. She means yeah. well. Um. Anyway, uh, a lot happens. <laughs> She's out there. She uh she starts guesting, and it becomes very clear to everybody. I think that like, hey, uh, she's really uh, she's the star. They're yeah, and mm. like. I think everybody in the industry is like, we don't need these other guys. Um, yeah, well, and she she's was... She's a pop star, and yeah, we can make her a pop she star. Was, and that was when, like, electronic music was becoming very popular in pop music. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she, like, did the, the thing with Eve. Um, but, but she, I mean, even in her pop career, her solo career, I feel like 
she still did a lot of things that were like true to her roots of like, I don't know, being a little unexpected. Like I'm, I'm just even thinking about that uh, banana song, Holla Back Girl. Yeah, holla, like even just that, the like B A N A N is like it's like a I don't know an intro. You don't hear stuff like that in a pop. Yeah, there song. was a freaking marching band. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, you're you're mixing it up a little bit. That's neat. Yeah, That's she fun. seems like a real goofball too. Yeah, seems nice. Yeah, you think she's really mean? Do you think Blake Shelton has made her mean? I don't. He seems like he's a nice enough guy. I Gavin don't really Rossdale know anything about like him. A really nice guy too. Nah, he seemed like he. he ah, I never. Trusted no, that I think he's a good guy. I never trusted. <laughs> I the, the, he seemed like a British scoundrel too, and then <laughs> and then you always thought that like. Uh, this little squirrely bald guy in Bush was really doing all the stuff. And I, was <laughs> I, like, I don't think I knew there was a little yeah. squirrely bald guy in Bush. And for every British fan, there's always like a weird, a weird looking guy in there. <laughs> oh, that's at like, least one. That's like the the creative engine. Yeah. And like, if there's a pretty guy, I in thought they're there, Australian. Bush? Yeah. No, I thought I'm pretty sure they're Australian. Really? Yeah. Or maybe I'm just thinking of a. Uh, Somebody else. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, formed in London in 1992. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I guess I'm wrong. But yeah, um, I always assumed that it was, uh, you know, Gavin Rossdale sitting there going, all right, breathe in. Then what? And a little squirrely guy goes, oh, how about breathe out? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> ah, brilliant. <laughs> Writes it down. Um, yeah, uh, they re- released Return of Saturn. It was kind mm-hmm. of a disappointment, even though it had like some good singles on it too. It had some hit singles. Yeah, but it wasn't that Tragic Kingdom level of what uh, could be. Oh, I, I I don't disagree, but I mean, uh, they did a song with Elvis Costello for the Rugrats soundtrack. Nice, yeah. L- but I mean, late nineties, early two thousands, the music industry was crazy. Yeah. Oh, um, a bunch of weird stuff going on. Uh, and then uh, a year later, mm-hmm. uh, Rocksteady came out. Yeah. And like it was a huge departure. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right, enough of this. Guys, yeah. enough. But now I'm listening to it now. Mm-hmm. Hella good. Hey, baby. Underneath it all. Yeah. Those are three killer singles. Yeah. And those were pretty big hits. They I were. Think, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I look, I think she's got a career. And then they have this song called Making Out, nice. which is all about making out. And it's like, I can't wait till later when we're making out. It's oh, like I was that's cool. It, I was hoping it was more of like an instructional thing. Oh, uh, you know, no, the the verses are like and like, then uh, you... like the, the like the kind of songs that like teach you Yeah, no like how to do the <laughs> like dip. the dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh how would that go, making out? <laughs> what? How would that go? Yeah. Uh, making out, making out, put my tongue into your mouth. Put I think my- that might be the lyrics, <laughs> actually. I think you might have nailed the, the cadence, too. <laughs> oh, I could have been uh, Eric Stephanie. Yeah. But they burned brightly, uh-huh. and they burned briefly, right? Because, yeah. like, yeah. Tragic Kingdom was, I mean, like, you say that, I say mm. that. <laughs> you didn't say it. <laughs> I said. But, like, uh... They formed in 1986. Yeah. When I well, and that's like I I was just looking it up. Uh, 
Gwen Stefani, as of the time of this do recording, not release her age, please. Uh, no, she. I mean, that's the thing. She's. Uh, let me see, fifty-four, which is mm. a lot older than than I would have expected, right? I guess I don't know. I don't know how old anybody. I don't is. know. I just know that now that I'm in my forties. I'm just like I don't. If I know of somebody, they're not young. <laughs> I don't know about young people. I just know. I was shocked the other day. I learned that the guy. Uh, uh, I think his name's Tom Wellington. Who's that? May or maybe the guy Welling- that invented Beef Wellington. <laughs> you wish. He's probably really old. The the guy uh, who was uh, Superman in Smallville. Okay, forty six. And does that tracks? I feel like it's like nah, but he was like an adult when I was a teenager, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so like a few years know, older than it, you. But I'm just saying, like, I thought Gwen Stefani would be that kind of situation. You or, thought she'd be older? No, I thought she'd be younger. That I thought it was like, oh she's yeah, 54, so she's she she's was an eleven adult. years older than you. Yes, no, twelve. I'm forty two, pal. Okay. <laughs> 12 years older than you. Uh-huh. So 95 is when we all learned about her. Yeah. So you were 14. Right. She was 26. That tracks. I feel did like Did you think she was No, did I mean, you, did you think she was 16? I mean a lot of pop stars at that time were though. Yeah, but did you think she was? Yeah, no. she kind of presented herself yeah, as a I teenager. Yeah, I mean if, if it was like she's 19, I wouldn't have batted yeah. an eye. Yeah. But, so that's what I'm saying that I like I was kind of surprised because I thought like, ah, she's like a few years older. Yeah. You know, when when I was 16, she was 20 or something like yeah. that. Not the case. She's a yeah. little bit older. And uh, I'm sick of you shaming women. for. I'm not. Sh- I'm I'm celebrating her that I can't believe she's 54. She looks great. All right. Uh, let's do the plugs and uh-huh. then uh, we're going to we're going to pick our. And she's still got our wits about her, presumably. <laughs> her favorite. No Doubt song and our favorite Gwen Solo song. Okay. Uh, hey, if you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. It's got all our social media links. And the d- link to the Discord. At me and pick a fight. Yeah. You're, Did you're, I say something wrong? Did, yeah. Or my opinion shitty? Yeah. At your pal Tim. Uh, on Discord and everywhere else. This is Discord. Our subreddit link is on there. Uh, I mean, our subreddit, a bunch of people were talking about, there was a no doubt appreciation thread, which is part of the reason why we're doing this. So, uh, hey, every vote counts. Uh, TCGT.com, you can find all those links or links to social media. Every vote counts, and this is the most important election of our (laughs) lifetime. Uh, And you can uh, follow me on social media at Tom Reynolds. Your pal, Tim. I already said it. And um, uh, check out our Patreon. I already said it. Patreon.com slash complete guide. This week, week number three, reading Life as I Know It has been finger-licking good. Uh, Colonel uh, Harlan Sanders. Yeah. Colonel Sanders Sanders himself. uh, We're halfway through the book. He has not mentioned the restaurant chain he is famous for yet. This week's reading, there's some fucking crazy shit that happens. Yeah. Uh, And you can... the book's out of print. It's hard to get. So Patreon.com. Yeah, we're the only we're the only game in town. <laughs> you're the only place you're going to learn about this stuff. Patreon.com slash complete guide. Uh, Tim, I already mentioned my favorite No Doubt song is new. Oh, right, right, right. My favorite, my favorite Gwen Stefani song might be that song she did with Moby. Here we are now going to the 
East Side. West Side, East Side. West, I think they do them all. Yeah, yeah, but what's the name of the song? West Side, I think. Okay. Or East Side. <laughs> um, although I remember at the time, that song was being played so fucking much that I was sick of it. Yeah. But I like heard it recently and I was like, oh, I, I get it. That song, uh, that's a good song. Then that Eve song. Yeah. Oh, that Eve song. How's the Eve song go again? Book that good shit in your ear and let me blow oh, your Oh, yeah. Mind. That was being played. Took a while to yeah. get here, and I'm going to take my time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what's a, a, an under... Oh, what is the name of that song? Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, Gwen. A Gwen Stefani song or a No Doubt song? It's not underrated. It's, I think, what, probably her biggest hit. The Sweet Escape. How's that go? I don't think I know that song. Yeah, you know it. The hook is really annoying. Okay. Um, best, uh, no doubt, Sunday Morning is such a good song. Yeah. That was like, oh, they're a ska band, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that is like a good bridge. Yeah. Had a good bass line, too. The and the drums going. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I know what song's coming. <laughs> hey, uh, Tom, I'll mm-hmm. see you at Coachella in the pit. All right. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.